genre. Welcome to the Jay and Silent Bob Minute, where we are covering the movie Clerks one minute at a time. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkach. And today we are covering Minute 62 of Clerks, quite possibly the greatest beach minute ever. We're joined once again by from the recasting. Hey guys. I almost just said casting couch instead of recasting couch. I'm like, whoa, that's not where he's from. <laughs> that's a different kind of party. Man. That is a uh, that is a different thing. You know what? I was actually thinking about of all the you know the wine scene stuff that's come out lately, and oh, yeah. some people have been like, you know, I've heard some people make commentary about this is you know this is nothing new. There's even a term for it called casting couch. And I was thinking, are we gonna have to like change the name of our podcast now because it's just not gonna be cool to make that reference? Ours, by the way, was not necessarily a reference to. Real casting couches. Ours was more of a reference to the genre of porn. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you're honest about it. <laughs> well, right, of course. I mean, it's funny because anyone who's like, oh, great name, I'm like, I know what you do. You're free. Yeah. Well, that's what we were talking about, too, when we said casting couches. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's become too real of a thing now, right? So, I don't know. So far, we haven't, uh, it hasn't yeah. been an issue, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. Oh, don't worry. Uh, hopefully, uh, all of our podcasts are too low on the food chain to get caught up by the. Agreed. I was going to say, the way the freaking thing thing as well. Now it feels like, a, you know, the, the mid-90s again. Yes, it's so, uh, minute 62 starts with Rick Darris laying in the Dante and ends with Silent Bob and Caitlin. So, uh, my first note's gonna read it verbatim is, uh, so Alyssa's gonna fuck Rick Darris. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> as we know, no before, doubt. possibly someone else at the same time, right? <laughs> well, and we already know Rick Darris has already banged her sister. Sure. He was one of the other chicks that got mentioned. She was one of the other ones. She's, um, yeah. she's the chick from, she's Mallrats, that's right. She's the Mallrats girl. I'm confusing them. She's not, she's the one from Chasing Amy. Oh my god, I'm getting a mental fucking breakdown I'm trying to remember which one's which. Because it's like different characters played by the same person. No, because this girl's sister that's in this is the girl from Mallrats who's doing the, um, the journal about all the guys she's sleeping with. Which is, I don't know, you know what, I'm going to stop right now because I, there is a third sister. It's, uh, oh, she's the sister. You know, I never put I that together. It's, it's, it's Joey Lauren Adams in that one, I think. Yeah, that's her. It's Joey Lauren Adams in that. In that movie, it's her. Not in Mallrats. She's the, she, yeah, she's the third sister, right? Yes. Because she knows Caitlin. Because she tells the Caitlin story in Chasing Amy. All right. We're just going to assume that everything I said, and we're going to press on. <laughs> yeah. I love when that happens. Because then we get emails in this one. I started going down a well there at some point. And I feel like most of that information was correct, but just nobody fact-check me. Nobody go to the Wikipedia and try to find out how wrong I am. If anybody would see y'all, Jeff's email is... <laughs> well, you can just go to the Jay and Silent Bob Quicker Stop, drop on in and tell me how dumb I am. <clears throat> I mean, God knows I've done it to other people's uh, listening groups where I go in there and you give them the old, well, actually, <laughs> as, as nicely as I can. Yeah, so... Uh, Darius, uh, Darius does the, uh, the little shoulder check on the way out, which is, as we said, one of the most Jersey things you could do. It's a real uh, fuck you as I'm walking out the door. He even does the look over the other shoulder. Like the, yeah, yeah, I got you, buddy. And then Dante says the line that he should never say. He should have learned it the last time he said that when he said, Jesus, what's next? <laughs> <laughs> the last time he said that, that guy walked yeah. in with a briefcase. That's right up there was saying, like, uh, well, at least can't get any worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can't get any worse than this. So we get our first, uh, uh, I don't know, Caitlin's in the building, but we don't see her. <laughs> right. We hear a jingle. And then we cut over to Big Choice Video. <laughs> um, I, I didn't this time. I mean, when they were in the, the RST video, I tried to go through the movies that were on the shelf. I didn't do it really here. I was just going to glance up there and see what I can see. I see JFK's up there. I see Cuffs. 
they, they, there was something very like I don't know when I watched this minute I hadn't um, there were certain things that go by the wayside as technology advances as kind of time goes on and just seeing a movie store full of movies it was like this weird little nostalgic ping inside of me like oh I remember that yes. <clears throat> and I also remember yeah and I I remember like I had what would be the equivalent of RST video in my neighborhood where you went there with the local video store and had all the stuff you needed we actually had two of them. But they've had equivalent amount of stuff. We had one that had a lot more like horror and that kind of stuff. The other one had more mainstream movies. But then I remember the first time I went to the neighboring town and went into a blockbuster video. And I felt pretty much how Dante feels in this moment. I've walked in like the places I went to were like one small room when they probably had a couple of hundred videos. And you walk into blockbuster and there's a couple thousand videos there. It's so funny that you mentioned on, on our podcast we were talking about it the other day. And we had, you know, it's a little local place with a couple hundred videos there. Uh, but the one thing that, no matter how small the place was, every single one of them had a porn room. Oh, absolutely. And as, like, a nine-year-old kid or a ten-year-old kid walking in, you always found yourself like, yeah, I'm just going to look at the, yeah, the musicals. I'm interested in musicals. that happened right next to the, the room with the, the beads that hung down. <laughs> yeah. We talked about <laughs> exactly. the, 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 the one curb, place we had beads. It was... That's what we had, too. We had the beads. It was yeah. like they came with the store. You had, like, you know, of course, the section right next to it is, like, like I said, musicals or whatever. It would be, like, historical dramas or something. Or film, right, exactly. And you're like, like yeah, foreign films. Yeah, it's like, yeah. And I'm going to look through one of those yeah. And you're always just one eye out there, like, I just can't or something. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm really interested in the French New Wave. <laughs> just trying to look in there. But, yeah, this is, exact, this is exactly how, like, we felt. Like, walk around there and be like, just look at all the options. Now, I realize anybody who, who has access to this on iTunes, if you've never been to an actual video store, looks at this like, who gives a shit? Like, I could get any one of these movies right. in five seconds <laughs> if I wanted to. And their video store is a red box in the friggin' Walmart vestibule. Yeah, if they even do that. I still feel right. like that's for people that just don't want to let it go like us. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of out the end. And he goes and just falls down on his knees. I really felt like that. I went in there and it was like, and my video stores, you've got to keep... You got to keep the video for, like, one day. Like, if you yeah. rented it today, it had to be back tomorrow. Right. You better and, watch it when you get it home. And then we would go to Blockbuster, and it was like, no, no, you get it for three days. Like, three days? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't need three whole days to watch this movie. <laughs> At some point, you were just taking it home and copying it and bringing it back anyway. Well, I was doing that from day one. <laughs> <laughs> we we used our – we had the old top-loading VCR. That was our – just the only reason it existed for us anymore was to record stuff. Yeah. Just you take it, you take it home, put the little piece of scotch tape over the the thing that was supposed to keep you from copying. Yeah, and whoop, there we go. <laughs> Got my copies. Did you guys ever have the two piece VCR? I've seen them. I never owned one, but I have. Well, seen yeah, where one was like where you put the recorder, and the other one was almost like the the, the equalizer. Because because my parents, and so once they turned like forty, they became seven. They never they never progressed in their technology. They never understood anything. But prior to that, my dad like fancy was all kind of a phony type dude, right? So he, back in the day, you had literally a shoulder mount. It looked like what they use now for like a, uh, for like a newscast. Just shoulder mounted with this bright light coming off as your video camera, not like your hand on thing. You just literally lean it on your shoulder, and you had, it had like a like a pistol grip on it that you hold that was like underneath where the, the the lens was, and it had this light burn your eyes out, light on the top. But you had to take the actual half, the the second half of the VCR that you would put the the tape in. And you would have to hang it over your shoulder. It came with a special bag. 
that you would literally have to hold the bag on your shoulder while you have this, like, you know, news camera type camera, and then this light that's like, the light of a thousand suns, like, burning the eyes of the person you're recording. It was hilarious. My dad's, like, you know, oh narrating the whole time. It was just absolutely ridiculous. But he turned 40, and then all of a sudden was like, can you play the video? I don't know how you play a video. I don't even know how this works anymore. Like, for some reason, all of it was knowledgeable. But yeah, we had the, we had the dual the dual video. We were the only people I knew who had it. Oh, it was, it was a production. Hold on a second while I get the video camera out. It was not like, let me get it and take it out. It was like, an hour later, you finally were ready to videotape whatever you're doing. <laughs> That's like, I remember the first time my dad came home. My dad worked for the telephone company. The first time he came home, and he had a I guess, quote-unquote, cell phone. It was a briefcase with yes. a phone attached to it. So, like, the briefcase was basically, like, all the – what now is inside your cell phone and just, like, a battery pack, like, the size of my thigh. And it still would only char- – it was, like, good for, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. My father-in-law I mean, had one, and it would charge him, like, 50 bucks a call, too. Yeah, well, I mean, like, my dad worked for the phone company. It was, like, it was for his work he had to have it. But it was, like, yeah. walking around with that, it might as well have been handcuffed to his hand. It looked like he was carrying the nuclear football around <laughs> <laughs> it's like, does your father work for the government? Oh, yes, he's very important. <laughs> I want a rotary phone in my car. That'd be fantastic. Weirdly enough that you say that, Elvis had a rotary phone in his When I was in Nashville, we went to the, the Country Music Hall of Fame. We were not about country event. And they had one of his old Cadillacs in there, and it literally had a rotary phone <laughs> mounted on the inside of it. How do you dial that while you're driving? Tick, 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 tick. That's, that was my question. No one seemed to have the answer to that. That was the question I asked when I was there. Listen, but, I mean, when you're on as much speed and shit as he was, you think he really cared? No. Like, hey, man, I think I'm going to make I'm gonna make a phone call, man. And meanwhile, he's not hes not even in motion. He's sitting in his driveway with it in neutral. Yeah, he's talking to aliens on that thing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, where's Bob Goulet at? I'm going to kill him. <laughs> All right, I also, as, a, as an interesting editing choice, I love the, there's the big swell of music for Jeff Anderson when he's in the thing. And it just stops. It doesn't even. It doesn't fade out. It's just boop, and it's done. I tried to Shazam that song, and nothing came up. There's no credit for that song at all. I'm thinking they got that music. That seems like the type of thing you'd pull off like a free music library somewhere. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's probably. All right, so we get it. The moment we've all been waiting for. The infamous Caitlin shows up over an hour into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure in a modern-day movie, if you wait an hour to show your, not female lead, but, like, the object of our person's affection, not even that she wouldn't be in the movie, but, like, you don't see a picture of her, you don't see a flashback with her, nothing. She just totally unseen until here, 60-some minutes in, she walks into the movie. And he's way too happy to see her. <laughs> <laughs> he hugs her really creepily, too, when he hugs her. All right, let me look at this hug. We're gonna, I'm going to put the level of creepy on this hug. It's pretty All right. creepy. And then they pull apart and hold hands and stare at each other. <laughs> <laughs> What's a creep factor? I don't know if it's a creep factor. It's just a weird factor. It's it's almost, again, like a weird staging. It's yeah. like what they should have told them to do was, okay, you guys start apart from each other and then hug and then break the hug and we'll, we'll start the scene where we need to. Where it looks like what they did was he said, okay, get in hugging position, start hugging, action. And then yeah, they break yeah. apart from each other. <laughs> He also goes back in for a second hug in a little bit, and it's it's weird because she's not ready for it. Yeah, well, listen, Dante's a creeper. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, he starts... And who knows whose arms she just left when she got there. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> what, are you, yeah, what are you trying to say? She's a human? <laughs> because she most definitely is. <laughs> <sighs> He says, I can't even believe it. I haven't seen you since. And then he grabs her again. Yeah. It's really weird. 
and then Sada Bob walks Oh, up. yeah. My, my, my thing for this after he hugs her the second time is, uh, Dante, you have a girlfriend. Like, I realize you've been emotionally cheating with this woman, but, like, you're literally moving on to stage two of that. Yeah. And why does Sada Bob have a box of sugar, and I can't tell what that is above the box of sugar? What is that thing? It is a... It's a Daffy Duck. Is it a Daffy Duck? Yeah. A Daffy Duck what? I don't know. <laughs> I, honestly, I, let me put it up there again. See if it's Daffy. I gotta be honest with you. I thought it was Plucky Duck when it first went up there. But <laughs> I'm Tiny gonna... Toons era? Is that Tiny Toons at that point? It's gotta be because Tiny Toons came out when I was still a kid. Okay. Now I gotta watch it again. Oh, I backed up too far. I gotta watch this damn creepy hug again. <laughs> so there's something that, that goes on in this scene when Silent Bob comes up that absolutely drives me crazy. Uh, he walks up and says, can I have a pack of cigarettes? And Dante just hands him one, he hands him money, and they walk up. And that just drives me crazy, because you can clearly see that there's 70 different kinds of cigarettes behind That has been going on for the entire... Yeah, it's, yeah. it's an issue that happens throughout <laughs> movies. It's another, I brought it up on Aqua Time, where it's like, when people are finishing a conversation on a phone, right? And then they just finish their last sentence and hang up and they don't hang up. I'm pretty sure I brought that up on this podcast about that, about how they just hang up on each other. That shit doesn't happen in real life. And no one just says, can I have a pack of cigarettes? Like, it's fucking the Russian roulette of cigarettes. Well, I think the whole thing was stopping brand names. Totally agree. Totally get it. But you could have been like, give me some, you know, Carlton Light. Just like, just make some shit up. Like, it it just try. Well, he eventually does. Weird things. I I have a couple of weird things when it comes to movies. That's one of those things that was me. Oh. I mean, another place, perfect example, is walk into a bar, sit up to the bartender, give me a drink, or give yeah. me a beer, and they just give it to you. Okay. Not not even, it's, in the real world, even if you order a specific drink, you've got to play 20 questions if you don't know the bartender. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, or they'll come in, they'll be like, uh, you know, give me a shot of whiskey, and then they just pull up and give them something. Oh, yeah, right. That's not how it works. <laughs> You're like, uh, give me a shot of whiskey. What kind? Do you want a flavor? Do you, you know... You want the cheap kind or you want the yeah. good kind? <laughs> I, you, you don't want to be like me at the bar where they say, well, what kind do you want? And I'm like, you see the bottom shelf over there? Yeah, yeah. Go one above that one. <laughs> don't even go up for me. No, no, I see. I, no, I go one above. Like, I don't want the shit that's on the floor. Just one above, and I'm good. <laughs> um, you'll appreciate one that happened probably, what, 15 minutes ago? Where someone starts a conversation, and then they change locations, and then they continue the conversation. Even yeah, though it would make no logical sense to actually do that with somebody. <laughs> It'd be like if you if you came to visit me in my house and you knocked on the door and you said, I have to ask you a question. And then the next scene was us sitting down in my office and you going, so here's my question. Yeah. Well, no, why the hell didn't you ask the whole time you were it's walking to the house? That. I can't remember now. I was watching something the other day where that happened where they had like a five-minute conversation. And it was like six locations. As, and it was supposedly took, took place over the course of like of several hours. And it was like a <laughs> seamless conversation happening. Through that period, yeah, I, I can't remember now what I'm watching, but absolutely not. I also enjoy movies where people will have long, long conversations on one topic. I mean, I've had long conversations with my friends before. You could talk to a friend of yours for hours, but you never stay on topic. Like, you're all over the place. <laughs> like, you're talking about this, then you do this, and then, you you know, something gets brought up and you go over there. I understand that doesn't advance the plot of a movie, and you have to make shortcuts, but sometimes they're just a little too obvious, like the pack of cigarettes. All right. Like, I understand that's your convention at this point. I mean, I don't know how to completely avoid it, except for, again, like you said, like making up brand names, which I know they hate to do, because they would rather say pack of cigarettes than put out a fake brand name, because that sets off alarms in everybody's head. That's why you see them getting away from the 555 numbers, because people don't... 
it takes people out of stuff for some reason. See, but, like, the, but the just calling it a big, like, just give me a pack of cigarettes, to me, that takes me out of it. I'd rather them at least give a, a you know, a try at a fake name. It's supposed to be creative people, right? In Tarantino movies, when they say a pack of reds all the time, I always think it means Marlboro. At least specific. I'm sure that's what they're going for. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's funny, though, because, like, you're right. This type of thing will, like, pull me out of a movie, especially if you're, like, really paying attention or you're crazy and you're doing it minute by minute. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'll sit there and watch a movie with a fucking flying raccoon in it and be like, that's fine. <laughs> I totally accept that this reality is happening. It's funny you said, I'm a, forgive me, a, a quick diatribe, but it's, I've talked about this before, and I, I don't know if it's come up on my pod or not, but it's just something I've talked about. There seems to be, within each movie, you have a specific like world that you create, right? And you're expecting that world to kind of function in a certain way. And even if it's fantastical, you can suspend this belief to a certain extent. But then something happens in the world, and you're like, what the fuck can happen in this, this world? Whether it's different physics or different whatever, like there's, there always seems to be something. So but the, the most recent um, uh, example is, like, I think of this, I John Wick 2. I am. Even John Wick, even the original John Wick. I saw the first John Wick. So, of course, no guy's going around with nice assassins shooting at them and, and killing everyone, and he's the perfect shot, and they're all stormtroopers, right, that they can't make a shot to save their life. But at least there's this part of the part of it's reality where he doesn't punch a guy in the face and think the guy's going to be knocked out for the next eight days, right? If he knocks someone down, he doubles back and he puts two in the guy to make sure that he's dead. That's a bit of reality, that, and that for me, that's one of the reasons why the genre is so awesome. Because they added that bit of reality that no other movie have I ever seen in that genre has done. Yes, it's fantastical that he's killing nine people with, you know, six shots from his arm with a fucking light beat, but at least within the new kind of weird parameters that they've set in this world this movie, they do keep some sort of what I would believe is the logic or the physics of it. And when movies create their own set of physics or their own set of logic and then depart from their own fucking set of logic, I, I'm, I'm immediately like, well, this movie sucks. Like, it, it immediately drives me crazy. Die Hard uh, with events, or Live Free or Die Hard, is it the one with Justin Long where all of a sudden there's a fucking fighter jet that's like flying underneath on overpasses at the end of the movie? Like, the whole movie was fine. Yeah, it's fantastical, but everything seemed to make sense. But all of a sudden, there's like this floating F-15 that's like trying to shoot at the guy. Like, why? Why the fuck did you ruin it that way? Sorry, there's my rant is over. I just one of those things. Well, and I'll give you the perfect example. I remember I've heard people say it on their podcast. In most movies, you're allowed to get like maybe one big conceit. Like, we'll meet you on one. Like, if you're watching, if you're watching Star Trek, you're like, all right, I'll accept it. Like warp exists like you can travel faster than light there's all these other people but you can't break the rules of your own universe you can't tell me in act one hey we can't beam through the shields and then four episodes later you beam through the shields yes i'm going to get mad about that that is going to piss me off like that kind of stuff where yeah they don't maintain any kind of consistency in their own narrative right i'll go with you i'll, I'll suspend the disbelief i'll go with you but then don't screw me later like, it just it, that's the stuff that takes the initial suspension of disbelief is not what takes you out of the movie. It's when they fuck their own logic that takes me out of the movie. Yeah, I run into that problem with movies that uh, try to be based in reality, and then they do shit that, like you said, like they can't happen. That's why the original Die Hard is awesome, because it's taken itself seriously, people get hurt, things happen, and I accept that. And I can also accept a movie like Commando, where he's just like seems to be some sort of immortal god that can't be hurt. But you can't do both at the same time. Which is where all the like the last three Die Hard movies went. <laughs> We're like, sure, yeah, I can fall, I can fall twenty stories off a building and like just land on my back, and you know, I'll walk it off. I mean, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't watch. I think Live for Your Die Hard might have been where I tapped out, and then I watched like half of another one. I'm like, what am I doing with my life? 
So uh, I think did I could tell that he was buying sugar, but was it brown sugar or regular sugar for Silent Bob? It was regular Domino sugar. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. Like everything that's been bought in this movie makes is there's for a reason, and I'm sure there is a reason. Hopefully, somebody will go into Jane Silent Bob's quicker stop and let us know what it is, because I sure as hell don't know what it is. <laughs> or when it comes back around again, hopefully we remember. Yeah, by the time by the time it airs, <laughs> hopefully I figured out why the hell he's getting sugar. <laughs> yeah, which is funny because Kevin Smith in real life now has cut sugar out of his diet. Is he still on that or not? I'm yeah, not sure. well, he doesn't. He doesn't eat anything with like processed sugar in it. Like he still, you can't avoid sugar. It's well, not I don't possible know that because some of the Hollywood Babylons people are bringing him in like uh, weed brownies and shit, and he's been eating them. So yeah, well, I, I maybe mean, <laughs> if it's got weed in it, that's like a uh, uh, that's, that's a, a pass. Yeah, that's a pass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I'm just gonna check the minute out again. Does anybody have anything we missed while I'm glancing through the minute again, real quick? Um, the last line was just saw Alyssa's sister outside, and she was with Rick Derrish. Yeah, she sure was. <laughs> and I have um a, a, line, a thing that was cut out of the uh, the script from the script. It was just a Jay and Silent Bob selling to somebody named John. But um, there are a couple lines I want to uh, mention because the guy says he doesn't have that kind of cash, and Jay tells him for this kind of hash, you need that kind of cash. <laughs> and, and then he asks him if he's going to John K's party, and Jay tells him. The only place I don't bring drugs is church, and that ain't till Sunday morning. <laughs> and then the last line of the, of the uh, scene that was cut out was, it's motherfuckers like that who give recreational drug users a bad name. <laughs> I also forgot to mention, when they do a Big Stop video, or whatever, Big Choice video. Big Choice. Um, and now I'm remembering this. It's been a while since I listened to the, uh, the commentary, but I'm like 99% sure there was supposed to be more that happened in Big Choice video, but they lost all the audio. Oh. And, you know, this was, they were sending stuff back and forth, and this, like, so when they lost their audio, they were dead. Like, there was just yeah, nothing. No that so that's why there's nothing there. There's no, uh, that's why there's just music playing over him walking around, because there's no audio from that day. <laughs> so their way to cut it was just, like, let's throw some music over it. <laughs> and that's what happens. You have no money and can't go back and reshoot anything. Yeah. Yeah, go back to your last line there with her saying it's Rick Darris. Did you see how she says it? Yeah. <laughs> She said Rick Darris. Is she, like, longingly remembering having sex with Rick Darris? I was going to say, she might as well have drooled out of the side of her mouth when she said Rick Darris. Yeah, that Rick Darris character is so yeah. Well, he's the one with the, yeah. with the, what was it? What kind of car did he have? The Black Trans Am. Uh, the Black Trans Am and the big, uh... <laughs> oh, I was letting that sit there, buddy. Well, that's what it was. That's where it ended. The big, yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Fucking Rick Darris. <laughs> Yeah, she says Rick Darris. I'm trying to explain, like, what would be the equivalent of how you would say something like that now that would upset your significant other. I guess if you were, like, watching TV and you were just like, ugh, did you see that, like, whoever, Scarlett Johansson? Ugh. But that's not even as bad because you don't know her. It'd be like somebody right, you knew. Yeah. Like, your ex, it's, it's so like if your ex-girlfriend walked by and you said it. Well, the worst part is Dante already knows she banged him, too. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> well, maybe at this point, Dante should just assume she's banged everybody. Yeah, that's true. All right, I oh, he's <laughs> awful, but he's totally somebody you would know. He, I mean, everybody. Even this is the Jersey version of it, but I, everybody knows this person. He's the guy. <laughs> yeah, he is definition of douchebag. Yeah, but he's the guy that you always think something bad's going to happen to this guy, and it never does. Like the guy, does, yeah. every time you see him, he's got some new skank on his arm. Like he'll yeah. somehow, not that he'll ever amount to anything, but like it just. It, he never gets what you think he deserves. Yeah, I think we never see it, but eventually he does, because he's the same guy who at 50 is still driving the black train down. The same one, not a new one. He's driving well, that's the same when it goes one. all he's sideways for him. But until then... Oh, yeah, of course. I, 
duct tape on the floor. <laughs> Rusty <laughs> scratches all over. Well, again, <laughs> he will eventually be the old. Yeah, he'll be the old guy at the club one day. He'll be the guy that's yeah. like thirty four in a club where everybody's like twenty five and under. You know, his hair starting to thin out a little bit, and he's throwing a bunch of product in it, trying to keep it uh, looking like it's not falling apart. He's the old guy at the concert with a bunch of 20-somethings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the... <laughs> I have been, too. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like every concert I've ever, I ever go yeah, to, it's like, man, I'm going to be the old guy here. And then you look around, and you're like, holy shit, there's people like 30 years older than me at this place. <laughs> right. That's true, too. <laughs> that's what happens when you go and see bands like Ozzy. <laughs> I did the same thing. I did the same thing twice in a weekend. Where at one show, it wasn't a weekend. One was like a Thursday show and a Saturday show. And one of them, I was the oldest guy there, and one of them, I was by far the youngest. Guy. It was a weird. Uh, it was a weird weekend. I went and saw about ten years ago. I went and saw Don Rickles. I was the youngest person in that place by thirty years. <laughs> I looked around. I'm like, holy shit. I'm almost surprised by that. It's him being such a classic. I'm a little surprised that he would have done it. Yeah, I mean, there was people probably in their like their 40s and 50s, but there was. I mean, at the time, I was I was probably like 27. There was nobody anywhere near that age. <laughs> like we walked in and we're like, everyone in here will be dead within 10 years. <laughs> everyone in here is in got AARP except us. <laughs> Not quite there yet. All right. Does anybody have anything else? Any any other uh, AARP related items? <laughs> All right. Uh, Mike, why don't you tell them where they could uh, find your podcast and your happenings? Yeah, so you can find the podcast uh, on iTunes, of course, pretty much anywhere you get you get podcasts on Stitcher or on wherever. Everywhere you can get your podcast. You can also check us out on our website at uh, recastingcouch.com. And uh, you can check us out on Twitter at, at recastingpod. Uh, we try to be exactly the possible on there. And, uh, yeah, give us, give, give us a try. And if you do check us out, hit us up on one of the platforms and let us know you listen. If you're looking for us, you can find us on uh, duelinggenre.com. That's our, our home station. Uh, you can see us on Facebook and Twitter. Go over to our listeners group, Jay and Silent Bob Quicker Stop. Go over to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. That'd be wonderful. You know, go in there and tell us all the things we're doing and how much you enjoy us laughing at all of our own jokes. <laughs> you can also go over to Amazon.com and you can uh, try to dig up my book, The Dawn of Mars, if you need a book about zombies and lots of people being horribly killed. Uh, what about you, Chris? I like the audiobook version. Hey, I do, book. too. The relax. The audiobook version is not read by me. <laughs> it's... <laughs> No, it's good. I like the audiobook version. It was really yeah, good. that poor bastard. He had to do like 12 accents. <laughs> <laughs> he was good. <laughs> All right, Chris, you want to try to sell your nonsense? Uh, you can check out my eBay store, Chris1200 on eBay or Titan Tech. It's uh, got wrestling figures and bunches of other action figures. Movie you got any, got, any, got any hot rod? I do have a couple hot rods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's all you need. Uh, you got anything else? No? Alright, we're getting out of here because we're not even supposed to be here today. I'm living day to day. Just so-